0: interesting lessons this morning Jesus dying and what happened as a result of the death was a tumult earthquake rock splitting before that we heard that God's presence on the mountain was to uh, uh, remind the people that in fact they were going to be saved and in fact Refers to more or less those who would become saints. Saints following the path of God. What I find interesting is that we can talk about a number of saints. We have St. Francis of Assisi, we have all kinds of saints in the great uh, stained glass windows who are honored for what their faith was to the world. And so often we get caught up in the fact that saints were the windows or the images of windows and forget that the saints are in fact with us. They live among us. The interesting part to me as we celebrate Baptism this morning. These children need to be raised in the knowledge that they're going to face saints throughout their lives and to recognize and give honor to those saints for what it allows each one of those children to become. I have a story that I would like to share with you about one of my saints. And in thinking about the sermon, I started to, had to narrow it down because there have been so many saints in my life, both family and friends, aunts and uncles. I found it in education from kindergarten right through high school. In college, I had so many saints who were willing to persevere with my weirdness and craziness. All of them seminary. I had two or three saints that saved me and allowed me to finish my degree because they were willing to hear my fears and frustrations and anger and angst. Matter of fact, one of them said, as I'm going through all of my problems and why am I in seminary, he looked at me and said, good! Good! That wasn't exactly what I was hoping to hear. And I said, what do you mean good? I'm going crazy. He said, look, you've had all of these things given to you. Your faith was based upon what people told you. Now you get a chance to look at your faith from the eyes of naivete and you begin to form what truly are your faith stances and positions. I still didn't quite believe it, but it came true. However, there was one saint that I found to be a part of my life. He died while I was in seminary. He happened to be my history teacher in high school. And let me tell you a little bit about him because when we first walked into the classroom in New York State, the regents sponsored two years of American history that you had to study. And it wasn't until the end of the two years that you were tested for both years and you had to qualify to graduate with a regents degree along with the high school diploma. It gave you free access to all the universities in the state. So I walked into the classroom with my friends and there before me was Bob. Bob was our teacher, Bob Bosch. And I was thinking, this is interesting because it seemed very casual and my fears about studying for two years of history and not remembering it over the two years when I had to take the exam. So he said, welcome to two years of US history and this text is authorized by the New York State Regents. And he opened the binder and started going through the pages and he said, there is so much information and so much wonderful presentation by an author around history. When he was finished sharing the book with us, we were on the second floor and he walked over to the window, opened the window and threw it out. (laughs) And I'm going, oh my God, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna pass this class to take the test to get out of school? And he said, now I'm gonna show you your textbook Okay, everyone get your books and everything else in line. Let's go downstairs. So we walked down to the library. He walked into the reference room and he looked at the U.S. history books. And he said to us with such glee, these are your texts for the two years. I was scared silly. And I'm thinking, how do I get out of this class without him knowing? So he went back to the classroom, and he began to talk about the nature of history. Because he said, history is not one person's view of history. History is a culmination of many points of view. And until you understand that history is a moving experience in your life, you will never grasp what, in fact, history is. He said, now at the end of the two years, I know that all of you are worried right now about the Regents exam, and I wanted to jump up and say, yay! (laughs) And he said, at the end of two years, I will take two weeks, and I will train you to take a New York State Regents exam, because this has nothing to do with history. (laughs) He said, it has everything to do with figuring out what the logic of their questions are so that you know how to answer them appropriately. Now, my sister was a straight-A student, and I know that she did very well in school throughout her years, and I'm figuring this is going to be a bad situation for me in my graduation. However, I will trust him. Along the course of studying history, there was a book by Beard that represented four different points of view of 20 years of history. One was philosophical, one was historical, one was sociologically, psychologically based. Another one was from an economic point of view. And we got into that book real quickly because he wanted us to experience that when we read all four authors, we were thinking that they couldn't possibly be about the same 20 years. For the first time in my life, I realized people could be writing about history and it didn't mesh with other people's theories of history, which was a good thing. And the way he taught us was to understand that we had certain ways of knowledge that we could understand our historical preference, but also to have regard for different points of view. And I'm sharing this story with you because I think it's really critical the more and more I look at today. When we look at how people are determining what history is and isn't, is a very frightening concept to me. Because people who will deny actual historical events seem to be accepted with some sense of credence. And I was not trained that way. I was not to look at history from one point of view. And the interesting part to me is today, over and over and over again, I hear denial about historical periods happening to various people and cultures. And that's not true either. I had the good fortune of being with My classmates from General Seminary, we've been out 54 years, I believe now, and we met at Virginia Theological Seminary. And the interesting part to me is every one of those of my classmates always brought a different perspective to theology, to philosophy, to pastoral care, and so forth. And we as a group learned from one another a variety of ways of responding in our priesthood to issues of matter and substance with people. I look forward to getting together with them because they will stimulate my blindsidedness about particular points of view and they will nail me to the cross, as it were, until we all laugh together because sometimes we would allow our own blind to deny something else. I think the concern that I have today is we are in the track of anti-history. That we're not allowing those things from people that came before us to help us guide and direct us and learn more to share with others. To be in fact disciples to others, to be those holy people that can live and breathe with one another. The tragedy of this day and age is, I know that my teacher, uh, Bosch, would be rolling over in his grave. He once said something to me in our class that has lasted forever. We were having a big debate, and he loved to encourage debate so that all of the various points of view in our class could be heard. And we were talking about our fear of communism. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, they taught us to get underneath our desk, curl ourselves up in case of a nuclear explosion. They didn't tell us that we were probably kissing our butts goodbye. So we had this fear, this phobic response every time we heard communism. And I'll never forget in one of the debates, someone was talking about these commies and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden blah, blah, stop. Hold up for a minute. Here we go. Let's look at the history of the United States. Communism will never, ever, ever have any currency in the United States of America. What you all need to look out for is that there's a hair's breadth away from autocracy. The denial of a democratic system. It will happen over and over again and you need to be attentive because it takes away what in fact the foundations of this world and this nation are about. This came back to me when we were hearing so much news and so forth, and denial. I even wrote my granddaughter in Florida. I said, I know that there's some sense of restriction of your reading by the governor. And I want you to know that if you hear of a book that you want to read, I will make sure that you get it. Because it's more important about what you read to expand your mind as opposed to avoiding certain books where you, in fact, cannot learn about the truth, the sad, the nasty, the good, and the bad truth about our history. As we celebrate all saints, I hope that all of us can bring up those saints that we know in our lives. They were gifts to us that gave us a sense of purpose and direction and actually helped our own faith grow. This is what God is calling us to be, open to the saints around us. I have been blessed with many saints. I just chose one to share how integral he was to me going on to college. It was important for him to get us to think. Not to decide, necessarily, but to think and to raise questions and have an open dialogue. And I remember in college, the times when we would get a study group together for sociology or history or religion and we talk about what we're trying to prepare for the test. And all of us saw it in different perspectives and it was wonderful because as we gathered as a group, we heard a diverse opinion and we all did much better on our examinations. Please pay attention to the saints in your lives. Those who gave you from their core, a sense of love and faith. Whether they were religious or not doesn't matter. The fact that they were there to establish us as better people. This Sunday, as we celebrate the saints, the great saints, let us celebrate also our personal saints. And let us remember that through their gifts and the gifts that we may give these children, they find a sense of permanence, of importance, of clarity, but most of all, the love of God. Amen.